What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Filmmaking Bros Podcast. My name's Richard Bloomer. I, I am your only host today. Will Walker is having a wonderful vacation right now, but he does have a quick message for you real fast. What's up, guys? This is Will. Sorry I missed this week. Decided to go on a little vacation with my wife in Puerto Rico and take a little break. But I hope you enjoyed this week's uh, episode with Richard and his guest. Uh, can't wait to get back with y'all next week. Talk to y'all soon. So we have a special person today. This gentleman's name is Holt Ingalls, and uh, he is a filmmaker here in, in Atlanta, Georgia. And I just had a, an awesome opportunity to to get to know him and meet um, here while being in Atlanta. And he has a great video production company. Um, he's an amazing FPV drone flyer and all things drone, but also all things filmmaking. And so today we're just going to talk about his business. Um, so Holt, like, tell me a little bit about yourself and just say hi to this community today. Hey, what's up guys? What's up? I'm, I'm happy to be on the pod today. It's been, it's been a while since I hopped on a podcast, but, um, yeah, my name's Holt Ingalls. Like, like he said, and I've been filmmake. I guess I've been in the filmmaking industry for. Well, I started my company about three years ago. Got my LLC, my business license, and all that. Um, but I've been f- in the industry for about four years, kind of on my own, freelancing. And um, at one point, I had an office, and I was paying people full. T- I was paying employees full time, and. Um, but now I'm kind of back on my own. I, I wanted to reset and, you know, really dive into what it is I like to do. And I, I have found recently that uh, FPV drone flying has become, you know, such a big part of what I do. And that's kind of how people know who I am. And it's also something I love doing. I like the high stakes of flying and piloting. And um, I just love aerial cinematography, but I also enjoy um you know, storytelling. So it's, it's a, it's a balance I'm still playing with, but, um, it's, you know, flying drones is just so badass. It's, it's so fun. But, uh, but also, you know, you like to take a step back and and do some storytelling too. So, um, yeah, right now I'm in, I'm in Atlanta. I have a lot of clients, you know, back in, back home where I'm from Auburn, Alabama, but I travel around and I, and I do a lot of corporate gigs and, you know, honestly, anything, that excites me. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, I'm, I'm super interested because, like, you said that, you know, you started out, you've been doing this, like, four years, and you had a team, and you had, like, a studio. I guess, like, tell me a little bit more of, like, why did you decide to, like, not, to, I guess, cancel out of that and kind of be more of a, a solo filmmaker right now? Man, I, I was just, I was just young and and naive, you know, I first started out, um, I did this because I, I enjoy filmmaking and I enjoy editing and I enjoy pretty much every aspect of filmmaking. But I think at the time I was just thinking about money and, um, I was finally, you know, I, I was 21, 22, I was on my own. I wanted to make a name for myself. Um, and one of my buddies was just sitting there watching me one day, <laughs> I was at a coffee shop and I was getting call after call after call, uh, because I was one of the only filmmakers and drone pilots in the area. So I was always getting calls like, hey, can you come film this? Can you come do this? Can you, whatever it was. Um, so, and I would always say yes. I would say yes to everything, like, <laughs> because I just wanted the money. And um, 
so he saw that and he's like, yo, hold, uh, do you need help? Cause he didn't have a job at the time. I was like, I guess, you know, I guess I need help or I didn't really think I needed help, but he's like, yeah, you probably do. So I hired him on like full time and, um, which I probably shouldn't have. I didn't have the money. I didn't have any business plan whatsoever. And then he's like, well, you probably, we probably need another guy and, or another girl to help me out. So I got a full-time, um, assistant. So I had a full-time assistant and another guy that didn't really, one of my, one of my good friends Mm -hmm. who didn't really know how to film. He was just kind of like a, a second shooter and I was teaching him everything, how to edit and film. And it just became overwhelming. And then I also had two interns and then my brother was working for me too at at the time. So I had like five people just kind of in my office at all times working for me. And I I didn't know what I was doing. I kind of bit off a lot more than I can chew. (laughs) And uh, that happens to me a lot. That's why I kind of had to take a step back. And I did did not enjoy, I enjoy being a business owner. But at the time, I, I kind of lost track of why I got into the industry in the first place, you know. So I got burnt out and um, ended up having to take a step back from all that and do what was best for me. And, you know, now I'm solo, solo, and I've, I've found my passion for it again. So yeah. I think it was the best best thing I could have done. I mean, what's like, what's like, what did you really learn from that? Because, you know, I feel like there's probably a lot of people, probably like me included, is like, it sounds so awesome to have your own studio, like have your own team you're working with. It sounds like all fun and games, but like maybe, maybe it's not like, I guess, what did you learn from that, that now you understand if that you probably wouldn't do? Man, I enjoyed it a lot because I enjoyed it a lot because there's, you know, you always picture yourself working with a bunch of people and, having that camaraderie and, you know, those inside jokes and all that fun stuff, all those experiences you go through as a team, there's, it's just, it's fun, but you have their livelihood is in your hands. Like the money you're making from the company is, you know, payroll. Like you have to pay them. You can't slip up. Um, there's a lot of stress that goes into that. And Mm -hmm. if you don't have the capital or you're not fully ready, then, you know, you can't do it. And I was able to do it. I was able to like pay them. I never, you know, was struggling too bad about that, but I wasn't like, again, I was thinking about the money the whole time. I was just thinking about money, money, money. I didn't think about any of the projects that I was doing. Like I didn't care if they were fun projects. I didn't care about any of that. So, um, what I learned was at at that time and still now, I don't think I'm still learning so much about filmmaking. I'm still becoming a cinematographer I'm, I'm not nearly as good as I need to be um and until I learn like all the tricks of the trade and I think that I've mastered I guess mastered filmmaking then I don't think I should start a company you know uh I guess teaching other people how to do that and yeah um providing that service that I don't feel like I'm providing the best service I possibly can if that I don't know if that makes sense but um yeah yeah, it it's, definitely makes sense. I guess, like, for me, I, I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, do you ever really feel like that you're going to come to this place that you feel like that you're this great cinematographer? Because, I mean, I guess I'm just thinking of myself. It's like, I'm so, you know, I guess we can be so critical in ourselves that sometimes, like, will we ever actually find ourselves at that place or is it also too just about like starting and you you make mistakes and 
you know, you kind of help and grow other people down the way. I mean, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? I think you're, you're right. I'm never going to be, you know, as, as, as a filmmaker, I think this happens to a lot of people, but you're so critical. You're, you're, you're your own worst critic, you know? Um, so you're never going to be where you think you, you should be. Uh, so you're right about that. So like, I probably shouldn't say that until that I'm a perfect cinematographer, a perfect DP or director or wherever, I, I, whatever I want to be in the future. Cause that's not going to happen. Um, but I think there can be a point where, I, where you're, you're going in the right direction as far as like what you want to do, um, in the industry, because what I was, I was spreading myself thin. I was doing every single type of video you could possibly do like weddings, uh, events, um, documentaries. Then I was trying to do like short films, like narratives. And I was doing all these edits. Like, you know, I wasn't getting good at one thing. I wasn't, I don't know. I don't, I didn't feel like I was getting good at anything. I was just, again, trying to make that money and trying to make money. Um, yeah. but so yeah, like you said, yeah, it's, you'll never be at that place, but I think you can be, you can be at a, in a place where, um, your focus, you have a very clear vision of where you want to go um, and where you want to take your company. Yeah. I, that's that's yeah. A, that's where I'm trying to get to. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, you, you listen to like a lot of other people. There's like even, you know, other creatives and stuff that they're kind of just like, you need to do as much as you possibly can, like put out a lot of work. like, And it's like there's a part of me that really believes in that, but when I listen to you, it's almost like maybe that's like not the best strategy. Uh, I mean, I guess what is your advice? Like if you were to redo it again and start over, like how would you approach it differently starting off instead of just like going full tilt, making every single video you possibly can, which I think is good to a certain extent. Cause you probably know like mm-hmm. what you like to do now and mm-hmm. what you don't like to do. But I guess how would you, do it differently if, if you could hmm that's a good question because i'm a firm believer in that too like i don't think i would have done it any differently because i yeah wouldn't have learned you know what i know now which is not a whole lot but uh i think like you said you, you need to, to do almost every single video you possibly can do at first like you you don't really need to like when you're young and you're learning this you're in this space and you're learning i think you need to just dive straight in and do as much as you possibly can, unless you already know what you want to do. But if you don't fully know like what's, cause this industry, there's so many avenues you can go. Uh, there's so many aspects of it that you don't, you're yeah. not going to know exactly what you want to do until you do it. So I'm a firm believer in doing as much as you possibly can, as much as you can uh, handle. Um, I don't think I would have done anything differently. I just, I'm learning as well. So I've taken a step back and, um, you know, trying to have a clear vision. That's uh, my vision was. There was no vision at the yeah. time, so it was so blurry. But now that I was able to take a step back, I think it's becoming a lot more clear as to where I want to be in like ten years. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's good to hear, um, for sure. You know, I guess like now, you know, now what kind of stuff do you like to create? Like, what is your vision now, and what do you what do you love? Well, I think every, I don't want to speak for every filmmaker, but most filmmakers and cinematographers that I know, they just, yeah, they want to make money and they, they want to do what they love and make money doing it. But I think at the end of the day, they want to, 
create something that people respect and it changes their view on something. They want to inspire people through whatever, whatever it is they're creating. Um, that's kind of where I'm at now. Uh, yeah, I want to pick and choose projects that are more meaningful, you know, um, and more, more narrative and story driven. But so that's where I'm at now. And also like, I kind of have two, two different, I'm still like, you know, juggling two different things. And I also love aerial cinematography because it's so exhilarating. You know, I like high stakes flights. So like, that's why I like EPV so much because you can't, (laughs) there's, there's, there's no room for error there. And the shots you can get are just incredible. Yeah. Also like, you know, script writing and screenwriting. I like, I also, you know, I just like crafting a story and however I have to do that, that's, you know, whatever project allows me to do that, that's what I'm going to do. Um, but as far as like my long-term goal, I mean, I think it would be cool to be like an aerial DOP on some larger projects or eventually, you know, I would like to direct a little bit. Um, I haven't really tried my hand in that too much, so I can't say for sure that's what I want to do, but you know, that would be, that would be badass to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So Holt, you are like crazy FPV guy. Like you've already talked about. How do you feel about this new DJI like FPV? Because, you know, from my understanding, the FPV world's always been like you build your own drone and like you fly it and crash it a thousand times. Like, what are your thoughts on this new drone? I mean, it's just like DJI doing this. I mean, I love DJI. I think they've done such a good job in the drone industry, but um, and I, I haven't done too much research on this drone, but, uh, from what I've seen, I mean, the battery life is impressive and it says it lasts 20 minutes, which is, that's a huge thing in FPV. Um, you know, you have to bring like eight LiPo, at least like eight LiPo batteries with you. You have to charge them. You have to store them. You have to uncharge them. It's just, it's a pain. Um, so if they're fixing the battery life, um, then that's, that's cool. But the issue that I have with it right now is I don't know the range on it, uh, so I don't know how, you know, what the latency's like and all that. Um, I haven't seen any videos on that. I've seen one video of Joshua Bardwell. If you're into FPV, he's like one of the most, I guess, well-known FPV review guys. Uh, he flew it, and um, he, he wrecked it and ripped the arm. He didn't even wreck it too hard. He ripped the arm off immediately. <laughs> um and you, you know, every other drone uh, frame is carbon fiber, and this this drone completely ripped off, like the arm ripped off and messed up the camera and the gimbal after after one crash. And uh, you know, that's just not conducive for for an FPV pilot because you you want to be able to go go back and fix it yourself. But now you have to send it into DJI Care, and then they have to quote you, and then they send it back. Like if you're an FPV pilot, you have to just be able to fix it and get right back out there and fly. So that's going to be an issue, but I think it's an awesome drone for beginners, and I think it's going to be completely different than, you know, the regular. It's going to be a different market, I think. I think it's going to be for people that want to get their hand in it, but also don't like want to, because FPV is scary, you know. Like you don't. Yeah. It took me a long time to be able to fly, like I, I, how I can fly, and be able to know how to fix it and be able to troubleshoot. It just, it's a pain, but it, it was worth it. Um, so I mean, I'm not a huge, huge fan, but if people want to get into it, I think there's a market for it for sure. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting. Like you saying about 
<laughs> the arm being ripped off. Because I mean, if you haven't, you should uh, you should go and look at Holt's uh, his Instagram and look at his uh, his stuff that he has in there because it's just like ridiculous. Like the uh, the stuff that you've done, like <laughs> it always amazes me. And then uh, there's one where it's like you're one that always kind of like it's like just crazy to me is when you're you're flying on that roller coaster. Oh yeah. And man, that that just like tripped me out. That one was nuts. Because you're going down like you're like basically the coaster on the roller coaster, or like the you know whatever you sit on. <laughs> and uh, it was so crazy, like you going through that. I was I was getting tripped out. And then your your new one that you just posted of you flying through the gym, I thought was so cool. Yeah, man, I've been wanting to do that that shot for a while. Uh, I also like like you, I, I enjoy fitness, so. If I can incorporate fitness to some of my shots, then I will, you know, it's, yeah, it's super yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, I told my dad about the drone because, you know, I've talked to you about it a little bit, but my dad's like super into his, you know, trying to get an FPV drone. And uh, <laughs> every time he builds one, he gets so excited. You know, he goes outside, he brings his drone he even got the new DJI goggles that like you have, and he, uh, you know, is telling everyone in the family, "I got this. I got this drone. I built it. It's finally working now." He takes it off, and he just full sends it, loses signal, and like can't find the drone. He's done this like three times now. <laughs> yeah, you got it. It's tough, dude. It's you can fly on the simulator all you want, but it's a little different when you're actually, you know. <laughs> flying around something you built and it could be up to five hundred, six hundred dollars worth, maybe even more worth of uh of equipment and you lose you lose signal on your goggles, you can't see, there's nothing you could do. Like that I'm, well, that's a good thing about the new D- DJI drone, I will say. It's yeah. like it has like that return home and all that, which is that's super helpful for people that are learning. But you're not getting the full experience. Uh it, and anybody that's a true FPV, you know, hobbyist or pilot, um, they're just going to look down on you. I mean, that's just, they're very, <laughs> they can be that way. Uh, cause I'm, I got into a different way. I got, I'm a filmmaker. So they kind of even, they, they welcome filmmakers into the hobby, but you have to do your research and pay your dues. Um, otherwise you're not going to get respect. If you haven't soldered your own, um, your own drone and quad, they're not going to respect you. And you're not gonna be able to do that with this DJI drone. They're just not going to respect you, dude. It's just it's part of it. You got to build your own. Man. That's just part of the hobby. Yeah. What do you think about that price tag on that drone? Uh, dude, it's like, you know, you have the Mavic, um, Mavic 2 Pro, and, you know, it's more expensive than that. So, but I, I think that's what, I, that's what I'm worried about is because the shots I can get with my GoPro on um, a quad that, you know, I've built or I've, I've built ready to fly or bought ready to fly, I, I can get some crazy shots and I can do a lot of pro tuning on the camera and stuff like that, but I don't know how well you can like, I don't know if, I don't even know if you can change shutter speed or, uh, or aperture on that camera. I don't know the specs really. So, and I'm, there's, there's just no way it's better than that. Uh, the camera on the, the Mavic two pro. So, yeah, well, yeah, I mean that drone, I mean the drone, what it costs like, what thirteen hundred dollars? This new yeah. DJI FPV. Yeah. How I mean, how much would you say like your 
all everything together, like ready to fly, how much would would that cost? Hmm. So the quad, I mean, the quad itself. I mean, you could build a quad. You could build a quad for under two hundred dollars if you want. Uh, but then you still have to get a, a radio or like a controller. Which oh, I mean, yeah, that's that's, that's well, pricey. that's going to be. I mean, you can do everything for under five hundred dollars, easy. Um, but then you still have to get a GoPro and all that. But that GoPro is going to last you. You can put the GoPro on any quad you have. So yeah. you're going to need more than one quad too. You're not going to. That's what I don't understand about this drone. Is I I, <laughs> I wreck my Mavic more now than I wreck my uh, FPV drones though. Like because I try to fly. It's you're trying to be crazy, yeah, man. Yeah. Flying it through like bridges yeah it doesn't doesn't maneuver like flying it through like a you know crazy stuff <laughs> yeah man but um but yeah i mean you can get a you can probably get a goggles uh radio a quad and some type of camera to mount on there for under 700 800 dollars um yeah. but also you're this thing you're, you're spending time building it um it's a hobby man it's 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 not for filmmakers i think it might be good for them to get the the uh, new DJI FPV drone, um, but just 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 know you're not going to get the respect that you you want in the industry. <laughs> Tell so, you just got like the souped up FPV that you can fit your Blackmagic Pocket Cinema Camera 6K on there, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. Uh, how's that gone? Dude. I know I don't know if I've seen any footage of you doing it yet. I know you've been kind of testing it. Has that? It's scary, has man. That, uh, it's scary as hell. Gone well. It's scary as hell, dude. Uh, <laughs> so Catalyst Machine Works is the because I couldn't. There's no way I could have built that myself. Um, that's just a very advanced quad. Um, it's got you know eight different motors and props, and it's just it's nuts. But um, yeah, so I mean, it's an expensive drone. You can, you can. It's really built to fly the red, the Komodo. Um, yeah. But you can put on any camera you really want. Like the payload's like five to six pounds. So anything that's it's crazy. Yeah, anything you can carry anything around that weight, um, and it maneuver and it can go up to hundred miles per hour. Dude, this thing is nuts. But it's just a lot of money. First of all, when you take it up. So if you wreck, you know, you better have insurance. And I, it's just hard to cover all that too. It's 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 tough. So I'm I've been testing it for a while because if I'm gonna take that on uh, on set and fly it for money, I want it to be as safe as possible. And that thing could kill somebody. Like I'm not even. It would. It, it could do some damage. So I. It's that's even for me. You know, kind of scary. Yeah. And I, and I, yeah. I haven't got. I want to. I wanted to get footage today actually. Uh, and I might still after this podcast. I might go. Because um, people keep asking me, hey, let me see the footage, let me see the footage, and I want to shoot like that Black Magic Raw, and then color grade it and just see how it oh, looks. Man. But uh, man, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I, that would be I, sick. Well, I mean, can you? I don't even. Is it even possible to do like you know crazy dives and like you know if yeah, you man. watch his if you watch his stuff, hold stuff. He has like, you know, he's diving down like a massive like building in Atlanta. Like you can do that stuff with that drone. Yeah, you can. It's just, and there's this guy called uh, I forget his name's like Vanover FPV on um, on Instagram, and he's he's incredible. He's one of the top. No, Captain Vanover is his name on uh, Instagram, but he has a shot with a Ducati, um, where he's in L.A. Same. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, same. Oh, he has crazy. the same exact quad as I had uh, that I have. He has a red Komodo on there. I'm pretty sure. 
or you might have the bigger one with a like a higher, uh, more expensive red on there. Um, dives down the building. You saw it splits through and goes underneath the uh, the high underneath highway. I guess like underneath the bridge or whatever, yep. and follows Ducati whipping through. Dude, you can do anything you want if you're good enough. Um, and you're that's the craziest shot. One of the craziest shots. Dude, I've ever seen. it was. It looked like a Christopher Nolan. That was so sick. That's what's the uh, what's the name of this guy again? Vanover, or Captain Vanover. Captain, is that his Instagram? I, I, yeah, don't. Yeah, I mean you, you'll see him. You'll you'll know when you you type in Captain Vanover. Uh, there's so many good FPV pilots out there now, and I'm I'm trying to. Um, I've got kind of been stuck, you know, I, creatively. People are just pushing the limits, dude. Like everywhere I look, someone's doing something crazier, crazier. Um, you just got to find. It's more about this. What I've found now, because I love. Um, I love capturing landscapes and spaces with my yeah. with my drone, but you know, people love to see um, subjects. You know, they like to see action in the shots, yeah. and you see that in films now too. But um, you know, it's tough. It's a, it's a tough space. You get, you got to find a a way to separate yourself. So, I mean, just like anything else, just like filmmaking, you know. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. How do you see, like, do you see FPV cameras, like, in the future, like, playing a pretty big role in filmmaking? Or do you think it's, like, a fad? Or do you think it's, like, this is going to be a part of filmmaking and, like, for a, a good amount of time? I mean, just in the past, like, what, 20 years, uh, drone drones have vastly changed the landscape of, you know, filmmaking and, and cinematography. Like, they used to just have to rent a helicopter for a day or whatever it was and yeah. shoot out the window, man. Like and people still do that. I don't know why. Cause you can mount anything you want to on it on a drone, like the Alta eight or whatever it is you want to, you want to mount on there. So, um, but you know, FEV is a little different because you, you can't really, now they're putting, I have seen now where they're putting, um, this, this FEV pilots called Gab 707. Um, he puts, uh, he has a gimbal, and he, he was live. I don't know if you saw that, but he was live streaming an event off his FPV drone. It was a snowboarding event, and he had a gimbal. Um, and they were able to. They had it was a two, two a dual piloting system. So one person wow. was um, managing the or operating the the camera on the FPV drone, yep. and he was operating the drone. So, I mean, Man. I think it's here to stay. I think it's just going to keep evolving and evolving. And there's very specific shots. You, I mean, it's not like. Uh, you need it for everything. You just need it for very specific shots, like especially car chasing scenes. Like, yeah, that's when you really can utilize these things because they can get up. Like, they can you can get one to go 200 miles per hour if you want. I mean, it's just there's just no um, there's no really regulations on there, and that's kind of why uh, the the sport actually is, or the hobby is getting people are getting mad. There's a lot of hobbyists and pilots are getting mad because um, the FAA is just doing the most to like try to regulate FPV and then you know how people are like they don't like the government or anybody to regulate what they're doing so it's kind of a it's a weird yeah. it's a weird time yeah do you think that like do you think the United States at some point is going to come out with this new rolled out like licensing you have to do in order to like you know be able to fly similar to like kind of like I know Canada is like super strict with their their stuff do you think that u.s will probably do that at some point i mean they're doing it now there's a lot of i mean i'm not again i'm not 
I'm going to sit here and say I'm not an expert in all this. I'm more of like a guy that just does it. I don't really, I'm not immersed in the hobby as I should be probably, but I know enough. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I think that's what DJI is doing, you know, cause now you know how you, when you log in a DJI app, you have to yeah. uh, make sure like, you know, the FAA approves you and you're not in a no fly zone, which is good, but they're tracking every single flight you're doing. Um, and I, apparently, cause I was flying on Auburn university's campus and, uh, the university had some software and they could tell every time I was taken off and they could tell where I was. Really? Yes. They could tell where I was and they're like, I hold you wrecked here or whatever it is. We can tell what you're doing through an app. And that's why the FAA, uh, does not like, uh, FPV because they can't see all that stuff and they can't regulate it and they can't get you in trouble. <laughs> um, how does, so Auburn University has some radar system they can track your drone, or is it like this connected server to DJI or, you know, something? I'm else guessing that's, that's like, yeah. I'm guessing that's what it, I don't, I'm not sure, man. I, I'm that's why like DJI is trying to. That's probably why they're trying to push DJI because, you know, they can track everything now. Like they can see exactly what you're doing, and they'd be like, hey, you can't fly here. This is a no-fly zone. You can't take off. Do you have? your permits or your waivers, do you have all these things or you can't, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I know that even like, you know, it's like you have that five mile limit from the airport where you, um, where you like technically you can't take off. I think it's even outside of that. Now I know whenever I fly my drone, I always have to, depending on the, where I'm at, I have to, basically notify them that i'm going to fly in this location uh in this like space um getting up to this altitude like you know this altitude and uh like it has to be approved you know <laughs> before i can even do it yeah it's it's nuts i mean all right, there's a story that i have um about two years ago there's a huge uh tornado crashed or went through Borgard, which is like 10 miles away from auburn and it, it, it was devastating. Um, it, you know, killed a lot of people. So um, the the president came down. Trump came down and flew down, and he was flying a helicopter and landing that day. I forgot about it, um, and I was filming something, but I was, like, like 20 miles away from where he was landing his, uh, his uh, helicopter or whatever. Yeah. And um, I tried to take my drone up, and mind you, I'm 20 miles away. I'm not even anywhere close. Uh, and it would not let, and I was not in a no-fly zone. I was nowhere like near anything. I was like out in the country, like filming a property video and it would not let me take off. Like they had like a, a circular, like no-fly zone that somehow they integrated with um, DJI to where like, I don't think anybody ever in that area like within a 30 mile radius could take off, which is crazy to me. Dang, yeah. 20 miles is yeah that was actually kind of mad because you know I, I was doing that for a client and they were expecting that video and i couldn't get any aerial footage so dang that yeah. sucks but it was just crazy so, how they have you know that that, that control you know that's and then that's yeah. what people I mean, that's what the government wants they just want control I, i'm not gonna get into yeah. the government stuff yeah. but yeah so so what kind of like uh you know i guess what kind of clients are you attracting that want your fpv stuff now well, one of the biggest clients or one of my first clients that I got was a construction company. And that's where I was able to really utilize 
the FPV drone. I was able to, you know, rip through these construction sites and um, show, kind of do like an aerial um, virtual video tour without using, like, I don't know if you ever heard of Matterport, but um, the Matterport's like a, uh, kind of like a video camera that kind of, it's hard to explain, but it, get, it gets like a virtual tour um, mm. through the house. But I was, I'm able, oh, I'm able yeah, to yeah. do that with a, an actual camera, with a video camera. Um, so it's, people are very attracted to that in the construction space. So a lot of people reach out to me about doing that for them. But uh, also, you know, <laughs> for a while there, I was doing a lot of like, you know, rap videos like a lot of people are wanted music like they wanted music video stuff so like i was getting contact all the time like yo can you can you come uh film me do this do that with that drone i was like yeah man I, so it's just a very dynamic way of filming and uh depending on what i'm filming and what i'm putting out there on my social media that that so say you know i, I just posted a a video of a construction site and me ripping through it i mean obviously i'm gonna get a bunch of people that are uh general contractors or whatever contact me hey can you do that for me you know so yeah i mean right now it's kind of like more so for that but i'm i i want to attract um you know larger companies like you know audi uh aston martin Mm. like cars like you know car companies like that uh because i've done a lot of um car shoots with it and that's that's what's so cool about this drone um it can track cars very well but that's what yeah. I want to. That's what I want to do with this larger drone, um, and I want to be able to provide them with you know uh, cinema quality footage to where they can color grade and do whatever yeah. they want with it. So that's kind of what I want to do. Dude, you're gonna have to get that red Komodo. Man, I, I can just I'm I'm, I'm debating. I, I have people that want want me to fly theirs. Um, yeah, I'm still too too scared. But uh, I mean, maybe you should just get a little cheapo Black Magic Pocket Cinema camera, crash that a couple of times, and then you'll be good to go. <laughs> well, it's honestly more so like the 4K, the 4K Black Magic Pocket Cinema. Well, camera. I'm, I'm probably gonna try to fly the GH5 today because I mean I I oh, filmed yeah. on the GH5 pretty much my whole filmmaking career. Like I love that camera, um, and I'm I'm in, very interested to see how the stabilization is. Have you used yeah, it? I was gonna say that that. A uh, five-axis stabilization Dude, it's, will be pretty it, yeah, nice. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. Um, or it's going to be the opposite and look kind of warped. So we'll see. Yeah. Because that can happen with that. Do you, have you used the GH5? Oh, yeah. That was like my – you could say that was my first, like, camera purchase that I purchased my own that I was, like, really trying to – you know, I bought this camera because I wanted to shoot more video. That was my That was my first one. Such a great camera. Dude, dude, I still use it. Like I have two. I have the GH5 and GH5S, and then the Blackmagic 6K. Um, nice. What are you just shooting on the the 4K right now? Yeah, I'm on the 4K, and then the uh, uh, if people have listened to this podcast at all, the FX6 right now is in the mail. Oh, dude, coming from Austin, Texas. I had to. I called like every camera store in the United States to find a camera. Dude, that's um, crazy. I wonder, I guess it's such uh the demand so high, I guess. Yeah, no, everyone's wanting it. And I think that, you know, Sony's basically, they're having some delays. They say because of COVID, you know, I, I feel like sometimes a lot of people say that. But, you know, it's very possible because of COVID that they 
their kind of way they usually do things is a little slower just because of maybe not having as many people in a, hey. in a space or their shipping and stuff. But uh, yeah, hold on, hold on. I lost you for a second. Um, but I think I don't know what were you saying. I completely lost you. Sorry, you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Uh, I was talking about uh, that. When's the last time you? And I lost you when time? you started talking about the the you were calling everybody about getting the camera. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I was calling everyone, uh, saying that like I called basically all these camera stores in the in the, the U.S. to uh, like literally I called like all these places in order to try and see if they had a camera and I finally found one in Austin, Texas. And so that's what I got. But they were saying that basically, uh, this is where I stopped. Like I, where I stopped that basically, I think a lot of delays are happening because of kind of COVID, uh, shipping policies and stuff. And it's slowing down Sony's process and all that kind of stuff. With yeah. Trying to get the camera out. That's been tough. Like all my shipments I've, you know, been ordering is taking a little bit longer to get in now. Um, but yeah, that's awesome, dude. I can't wait to see the footage you get with that. I know I'm pumped. Will, Will already has one. He's had it for a couple of weeks now and he's like, he loves it. So I'm super jealous. Uh, you know, one thing I was thinking about like this, this, you know, I wonder if this will play a factor if you've seen it yet in your, your black magic, you know, 6k footage is that. The thing that I really dislike about those black magic cameras is that the rolling shutter is so bad. And uh like you, you know, if you're moving fast, you get these like, you know, just kind of jiggly. It just doesn't doesn't look as good. I wonder if a, a attractive thing getting that red camera is because it has that global shutter. Yeah. And it just look really good with action. Yeah, I mean I haven't even really like looked into that too much. So now I'm going to be probably focusing on that next time I film with it. I mean, it's, I mean, like <laughs> I most of no, 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 I think, but most of the time when we're filming uh, when I'm filming with the, uh, black magic, I'm doing more interview stuff anyway. So it's perfect. Yeah, for, it's yeah, perfect true. for that, you know? Um, yeah, but, uh, really action wise, you know, I, yeah, you might be right. So I might, but, uh, I haven't experienced any, I mean, I enjoy that camera a lot. I like the Black Magic. So, but yeah. you might be right. You, I'll have to do some research on my own for that. What uh, what lens are you putting on there? Uh, the Sigma eighteen to thirty five is kind of the lens I keep on there at all times. But really, yeah, I just love that lens. Does it have a lock for the zoom? Like, so it doesn't, you know, if you're doing a crazy maneuver, it doesn't like pull out of the, you know, to a different millimeter. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, it's got a lock for that. I just, I, uh, I don't have any can. That was an issue that I had. It was like I don't have any Canon glass, and I'm like that's like you know, a big proponent of buying this this camera, the EF mount. Uh, so like most people that were Canon users, it, they're so attracted to it because they already have all the glass for it. Um, so that was only yeah. and I. But I, I was looking. Mean, it's hard. And honestly, it was hard to find a lot of good information because I, I look at YouTube for everything, man. Like, and I'm researching, you know, lenses for whatever it is. Um, and I could not find like any good videos that were, you know, telling me, you know, Hey, this is, this is, you need this lens. But I saw a couple on the Sigma and I was like, all right, I'm getting that. Um, so I really, 
that's kind of like my utility lens on there that I keep there yeah, all the time. Yeah, it's a good lens. Yeah. Yeah, but I need to I need to purchase some more lenses. If I need to rent a lens, I will. But I wanna I've never shot anamorphic before. So like I wanna get into that. Um I just haven't had a product. so cool. Yeah, I haven't had a on FPV, man. Dude. I know, but they're the gla- the the lenses are so big, man. I don't even know how much they weigh. But I, I wonder if that would max out the payload on there. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Plus, I mean, they're expensive, have to find too. have to way, too, to put ND on there. Yeah, yeah. I've flown, I mean, I keep an ND on there every time I fly now, but um, I've flown without an ND before if, like, the lighting was perfect, so I didn't need one, but... Yeah, because uh, I know those, those, uh, those kind of anamorphic lenses have, like, a pretty you know they're like a cinema it's like cinema glass so you have to have either a special adapter or a matte box to put on there in order they put like nd yeah they're so big dude there's yeah there's no way they have like a variable nd i don't know i mean they could but um yeah maybe you get that bike magic pocket cinema camera 6k pro or something wait what is that has an internal nd oh it does yeah did you see that Nah, dude i've been behind man what am i doing dude yeah uh, Bike Magic's new camera. You, ha- you haven't seen that, dude. I, I, that's what's so annoying about this this, this uh, career path I've ch- we've chosen. <laughs> is every time you look up, dude, there's a nicer, newer camera for cheaper. Like you just can't keep up. So I just I know it's crazy. It is. It's like Sony's come out with like five cameras this year. That's nuts. And dude. It's like, but you just came out with the FX6, and now you're coming out with FX3, and it's the same camera as the Sony A7S3 kind of funny yeah it's frustrating dude because like especially you know how the u.s is like it's always the next big thing you know um but it's <laughs> yeah. just god man you can't keep up man you just can't yeah but you should check out their new 6k pro i'm not even gonna look at it dude screw that internal nds uh what else does it have on there i mean internal nds is enough I mean, for me to even i'm gonna i kind of want to look it up now but it's basically like I think that's basically I mean I think there might be another feature that's better on there but oh it has a the the screen in the back you can tilt it now yeah dude that's a huge thing man that's so annoying on this camera like that's why I always have the yeah. small HD on because yeah you can't move the screen I, and I probably and the screen's not the best anyways it's really dark um it's not my favorite but uh yeah it does like mimic the footage you get does mimic a red. You know, like it does have that red style of look, you know. So For sure, yeah. It is It is cinematic. I like it. Yeah, it looks so good. Well, hold, like, kind of closing it off, you know, what would you say, you know, I guess what are some tips that you would have for, for really anyone that is kind of in this, the world that we live in, whether that's FPV, it could be filmmaking, could be just business in general, like, you know, what are your overall tips that you would just kind of encourage people and say to them? Man, I, I there's a, there's a lot out there, dude. But uh, I <laughs> think for me, it's don't I don't take everything because I I tend to do this a lot. But don't take everything so seriously, man. Like, have fun. If you're not enjoying what you're doing, um, then why are you doing it? Because it's you know life's a little a little too short for you to be miserable all the time and not you know, chase your, your dreams. And if your dream is to become a filmmaker, then what I would do is 
um, I mean, how I did it wasn't necessarily how I would <laughs> do it again, but uh, if I would have known exactly what I wanted to do, but there's always a balance there. You have to, you know, work work your ass off and make money so you can support your dream. You can't just go out there and expect, you know, to hop in this hobby and make a lot of money. Um, and yeah. that shouldn't be your main goal anyways, like I said earlier. Uh, so I guess my advice to anybody that wants to get into this industry is uh, learn as much as you can. Just be a sponge, man. Like, go do stuff for free if you have to. Um, you're going to have to work a lot. I mean, a lot. Uh you're going to have to put in 12 to 14 hour days sometimes, maybe even more. Um, but if it's truly what you want to do, then that's, you know, you're going to enjoy it at the end of the day. Uh, so I guess, you know, if, if I were to do everything again, I don't know if I would change anything, but, um, for people that are getting into the industry now, it's like just really become a student of film. Like, watches if you don't want to pay money to go to school for it don't i mean you don't have to anymore i think the the it's so every there's so much information out there that you can learn anything and everything on your own now so uh man just and if you don't enjoy it then move on but i think at the end of the day you really need to enjoy what you do and um yeah i mean that's kind of the the only yeah the the i guess advice i have for people yeah, that's some good stuff right there. It's always good to hear that over and over again too. Yeah, but yeah, man, like thank you so much for for coming on. Like, would love to have you again sometime because you're just like a wealth of information and Shoot, you know you've man, done so much about that. Uh, so much stuff. And it's always fun to talk. So, man, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you know, where's it? Where where can people learn more about you? Find out about you know your company, things of that sort. Um. I mean, I post pretty much everything that I post is on Instagram. Uh, so just Holt Ingles. All my handles are at Holt Ingles. So that's H-O-L-T-I-N-G-A-L-L-S. And uh, my company is called H-I Productions. So you can do you can follow me on Instagram. I have a YouTube channel, same thing. And uh, LinkedIn. Hey, man, I, I even got a TikTok. Man, my TikTok's, TikTok's busting, dude. TikTok game strong yeah, with that FPV. Yeah, dude. It's not as it's not as popping as it used to be, but it's still popping. You can find me on anything and I'm I appreciate you having me on. I, I'll come on anytime and just kick it and talk. Like, you know, it's hard to find people in this industry to talk to about all this stuff. So I, I appreciate you. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I, I I mean we've talked before sitting at a coffee shop, could have sat there for all like all day, but yeah. I would love for Will to to get to meet you. Yeah, and man. Talk over the phone as well. I know that he's looking forward to to listening in. So, yeah, thank you so much, man. Um, and also, I'm pumped because we get to shoot together this coming uh, Monday. So let's go. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. I didn't forget about it, man. I'm, I'm not going to forget it's it. It's going to be fun. I'm not going to forget about you, dude. Don't worry. <laughs> awesome. Well, everyone, thanks for tuning in today. The Filmmaking Bros Podcast uh, had a great time. If you haven't already, go and follow us on Instagram at Filmmaking Bros Podcast. Uh, we would love for you to go on there. Um, if you have any questions or, or anything like that, please DM us on on uh, Instagram. You know, give us a nice five star review. That would be awesome. You know, we would love to reach out to more people and share. As always, uh, if this is something that you really enjoyed. 
like share with your friends and that's probably the best way that we can kind of reach out and get to to know more people and, and build this as we grow here so thanks again y'all have a wonderful morning evening night uh, middle of the night whenever you listen to this podcast all right peace <laughs>